Welcome back to The Sesh. Hey, this is Tommy Lee Johnston. As Season 3 continues, this week I am joined by co-host Craig Leininger as we sit down with Ben, Chris, and Trevor from the Chicago-based grit pop band FOCO. Be sure to look for their highly anticipated Radio Silence release due out just around the corner, coming up Friday, April 5th via Midwest Action. This show recorded live at the studios of Flashpoint College in Chicago with the topic of influences, both musical and non, taking us on an enlightening and entertaining conversation. Please enjoy the words and music of FOCO in the sesh. We've been using this name uh, since 2016. We kind of had a period there where we were trying to find a name for like almost a year, like half a year or something. Uh, We went under the name Plume for a minute, but um, I met Trevor uh, when I was in the band called The Red Threads. And so he was in that band towards the tail end of it uh, with me. And then met Chris through Young Camelot, which is uh, now defunct, but like really awesome DIY venue that used to be in Chicago. and he, um, he recorded like all their shows. So he recorded us and I saw him play with Saudi Daisy and I was like, wow, this guy can play drums. So um, then we formed um, and we've been using the name FOCO for a few years and kind of, we've been kind of like slow percolating a little bit, but now we're actually starting to do some shit. You're a South, Southern California guy though, right? Uh, Northern California. Northern uh, California? Yeah, okay, and how did, San Francisco Bay Area. Okay, so how, how did you end up here in Chi-town. Oh, just a long and winding road, my yeah. friend, uh, <laughs> as they say. Uh, no, I uh, I moved to Dallas, oddly enough. Uh, for, <laughs> right, that only, for, that only brings up more well, questions. That well, I was, in a, I was in a band called Subtitles uh, with another songwriter, and he had to move back, so we'd already been like playing together for like a year and like writing together and stuff, and so I just kind of wanted to see that through. Moved to Dallas, and then after that, moved to Austin, was in a band called Silver Ships. And then came to Chicago like six years ago. So you played the Deep Elm scene down in uh, Dallas there? Not really, no. No, <laughs> really? Deep Elm's We were awesome. more just like, yeah. we, we wrote a lot, but we didn't play okay. as much. But I lived like, down there for Deep two Elm, years. So. Yeah, when I was over there, it was like the in-between phase, like when it was like defunct. And I think uh, that they just recently brought it back. But how'd you find Austin? I'm not, I'm not yeah. a big fan of Dallas anyway, no. so yeah. I probably won't <laughs> yeah. how, about, how about Austin? How'd you, how was Austin at that Austin time? Austin was cool, yeah. I, I definitely had a fun time in Austin. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, yeah. And met a lot of great musicians and made a lot of good memories. But just kind of uh, opportunity like uh, came forth in Chicago, so I jumped mm-hmm. on it. Let's talk a little bit about your music. You know, we like to sort of, as I mentioned to you in our little pre-interview interview that we do, um, we always like to sort of jump off of one, have you guys pick a song, sort of jump off of that song as sort sure, of the sure. launching pad for this conversation. Let's take it wherever wherever it wants to go and you chose a song, Get a Say. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about that song, how it came together. Well, oddly enough, I, I wrote the riff uh, when I lived in Austin. Um, I lived down the street from this uh, really cool restaurant with like these huge low-hanging oak trees where they had like peacocks uh, and this sounds like not true it sounds like I'm making it up but it's not, it's <laughs> I, I think I was at that restaurant it's it's true. I, I forget what it's called but were we um, at that restaurant guys I feel like we but yeah there. they have like albino and black peacocks in the trees and I used to go like write mm-hmm. music there like late at night because it's like literally right down the street from my apartment okay and uh, I think I wrote the riff there but I just kind of like put it on hold for a few years Revisited a few years back, um, wrote the song probably like within like a few hours or something. I guess my inspiration for it was uh, like, um, you know how like when people talk about humanity, they say you know we're kind of all screwed or we're all 
Like, it, it's all of our fault. Like, all these, like, decisions that are being made about, like, how humanity is organized, how our resources are allocated, and, like, uh, the kind of, like, institutions that we have and, like, how it all works. Um, we kind of say, oh, humanity is kind of crap or whatever, but we didn't really have a say in, like, any of those decisions, you right. know? So it's, it's more about, like, really, like, having more of the people, like, have more of a say than we do currently, even though it's technically a democracy. It's more of, like, a... Um, you know, a republic where we, we pick representatives and we trust that they're going to make the right decisions. But if it comes down to the elite, um, you know, making these decisions, especially about like wealth and uh, huge discrepancies in wealth throughout the, throughout the world, right. um, then I, I feel like we should have more of a say than we do.
how the world was made. We were talking a little bit about influences and, and, and a little bit beyond sort of the musical influence and wanting to maybe go a little bit deeper into the idea of influence in music and art in general, you know, and, and, and we thought maybe we could sort of jump into that. But let's start with the musical influences. Um, Beatles, Elliot Smith, Radiohead, Spoon were just a few that were sort of mentioned mm-hmm. in, in, in that bio. When you, when you those think are of, mine. I, I, yeah, those those are yours? Let's yeah. uh, get yours. Um, I mean, just... Um, yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, I know you're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really that's, that's up there. You're big in the musical world. Yeah, we uh-huh, we uh-huh. determined that earlier, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Cats, uh, I mean... <laughs> I was once in a production of Cats. That, that, uh, that accounts for the way. This is really unraveling. I didn't realize I am a deep I had no idea this was a closet's opening. But we have overlapping influences anyway. I mean, I met this guy like... In a guitar store, I walked in, and he was like playing some kind of like Elliot Smith lead. Oh, oh And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I never heard anyone play that lead before. That's, right. that's pretty cool. It was like yeah. for Son of Sam, I think. Or Yeah, it's the, it's like, it was, it's, it's a song that he wrote his own piano, um, and then has kind of a guitar part in, that plays on top of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a way to play it, and I've, I've seen a video of him playing it where he plays both parts with like a mm. finger picking style at the same time and it's it's super complex yeah. so I I play it about once every other day for the last eight years or so and eventually I'm going to in that same style I mean I still can't yeah, it's yeah. still I screw it up a little bit yeah. every single time because it's it's just really really hard to do but yeah a, a lot of our um, a lot of our shared influences. Um, one of our big ones that we we connected on instantly is Elliot Smith, because mm-hmm. um, you know, thing musical various various musical influences kind of wax and wane, and and you know, uh, it's strangely a couple of years ago I couldn't stop hearing like about Beach Boys harmonies, like every band that I would <laughs> some would be sure. you know it was like three years ago, and no matter what band, and sometimes I'd be like, I don't think they have. Like they even Fleet have Foxes. harmonies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. right. Well, they were like local bands or whatever, but you know, all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, any harmony is a Beach Boy harmony, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, pretty you sure on, Motown not... was all about that as well, all right? Yeah, and like, so there's you know various musical styles kind of uh, wax and wane, like in popularity to make reference mm-hmm. to it, you know. And sometimes they're hip, and sometimes they're not hip. And it, um, I've never really been too concerned with it, but um, I felt like Elliot Smith. Uh, has been in that in that kind of dormant stage that's like 10 years after their career kind of thing where they don't really get any discussion and I'm like you just wait right. when, you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. in like five years well, I hope he's the single greatest songwriter I seriously hope that yeah that, no I like, do I do I mean with the all, way the music yeah. industry is going at least in top 40 I, I yeah mean, yeah. I don't even know. And like, Jeff Buckley's uh, had a little bit of that too. Yeah, as well. yeah, he's, yeah. Big, yeah. yeah. he's one of those. See, and Jeff Buckley well. was a little bit before Elliot. Yeah, yeah. right. He was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. his yeah. breadth of work is a lot. <laughs> his breadth of work is a lot less than Elliot's. I mean, Elliot yeah. put oh, yeah. out like yeah, no he put out like six or seven, just like almost flawless records. Like.
Some some people are like, yeah, of course you do. Everybody your age does. And then some people, right, and then some people are yeah. like, wow, that's so amazing. Like, I can yeah. never even conceive right. of how to do such a right, thing. Right, right. And I really think that the whole difference is like, well, you, you probably just don't ever break down songs to its components when you're listening. Right. And uh, so I think... It's yeah, not like, rocket science. Right, it's yeah. really simple. Yeah. But, but you have to but be it listening is for to, those yeah, things. It is to you know? certain people. Though, right. You know, like, it, yeah. different things come easier to different people. You right, know? yeah. And like, if you try to make me do rocket science, right. there's exactly. no fucking way. <laughs> but I'll write you a song. Although I've heard... I've, I've, uh, who was it I was talking to somebody? Um, I can't remember what it is they do. I think there's some kind of neurobiologist, and, and they were really frustrated by that expression. 
they were like, rocket science is actually just pretty rudimentary physics. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. Oh, you know? excuse <laughs> me. Which, which is still difficult for me. Right, right, right. right, 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 right. But they're yeah. like, that's the, yeah. you know, right, right. of all the things, like, that's the hardest thing you can do. You know? They're like, fine. Maybe they right. should say musician, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not music. song, man. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Yeah, I mean, I think that we, like, we definitely connect a lot on Spoon because, I mean, we always are talking about production, kind of. Like, I mean, sure. and I'm like the, I mean, I was doing most of the recording, you know, like we were doing before we brought in Sean to kind of do uh, redo the record after we weren't really necessarily happy with what we were doing just in my own studio. Sure. And uh, we all were talking about Spoon in the production, and I think it's cool because Spoon's drummer is the guy who does all the recording. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I mean, it's, there's so many, He's so many cool things. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, there's okay. so many cool things that they do that uh, we were always constantly talking about. Like, oh, okay, so it starts. The song starts like this. Has this cool drum sound. How do we like recreate that? And it's like you know breaking it down in a different way than like right. talking about chords. And that's really my, you know, I'm really the only guy seated here who's not a musician. I mean, I love music, you're a musician. I don't, I, I wouldn't know how to write a song even though maybe I'll try one day, but, or know anything about it. Um, Cause it ain't rocket science. Yeah. Um, from what I'm told. Um, yeah. but, you it's know, not do, neuro, neuroscience. Neuro 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 <laughs> so is it, is it, is, is the, the idea of, of influence, is it about trying to sort of pull a sound or just take a sound and, and, and sort of a, Elaborate, or is it is it all those things? Is it which part the recording or the writing? The influence, the actual, well, both, I guess. The inspiration, the writing, I guess, to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the writing's just uh, you. It's like fishing. You know, Mm -hmm. you're you Mm -hmm. play an instrument, and uh, you're fishing basically, and something comes out of the ether that you did that you like. You're like, oh, you hear an implied melody, and then you keep it going. Mm -hmm. You know, and you see where it leads you, and you know, sometimes you'll reel in a fish. You know, and then sometimes you'll cook it, but most of the time they'll <laughs> right. just like sit there in a bucket. It and, you know, uh, but it yeah, it's just uh, it's just like fishing, you know. Yeah, and I think I think the influence element too. Um, I mean, everybody has a really different opinion on it. Um, I go through phases where I feel more romantic about the idea of it that it like that it's this sort of cosmic art, the, you know, influence, like the, yep. the, the Greek muses kind of singing to you. And then other times I'm like, no, basically you just, you, in, you listen to a lot of music, you inventory it the in your head. The firing of synapses. You forget right where you order. put it, and yeah. then later you just come in and grab something. And you're like, you yep. know. Because yep. um, there have been times where I, you know, um, there have been time, there was one time where I, I wrote a song, wrote an entire song, and the first verse was the entire verse of a song. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, I just stole the song completely, <laughs> and I'd only heard it once or twice, so I thought I wrote it, and someone was like, "That Are you is serious? very like much lyrics too." Oh yeah, the whole thing. I just what I had done was I what thought was I was it? writing something, but I was actually <laughs> remembering what something. What was it? It what? was "Get Me Away From Here, I'm Dying," the Bell and Sebastian song. Get me away from here, I'm dying. So, yeah. that's funny. And then I, oh, sorry. go no, no, no. Go ahead, finish that thought because I, I want to follow that up. That's interesting. Yeah. So the other thing I was going to say is that um, so I've, I've definitely. Definitely unknowingly plagiarized an entire song. That's what Ringo used to do in the Beatles all the time. He'd be like, check out the song I wrote. He'd be like, Ringo, that's one of our songs. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's got to happen all right. the time. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It does, right? Without, that's, without knowing. Yep. And that's the other thing is that um, there have been other times where I, where I like, I wrote something and I, I pretty much instantly knew, like, oh, I know what that's from. I know where I swiped that from. And, and not a soul, no, I'll even point it out to people that you can't tell that this is that exact thing from mm-hmm. right. strokes or right. whatever. Right. And they're like, oh no. Yeah. You know? I think right. it's like a language, you know? I mean, it's like, 
you know, you, you have the ideas and you want to express them, but like you have to have a vocabulary and you learn the vocabulary mm -hmm. from like listening to different people and then you end up, Absolutely. that's the language you end up learning, you know. I changed my answer. I've been going with his answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one too. Yeah. They're both good.
Influences sometimes are, are an anchor. You know, you, you have this influence. You have somebody that you, you, know, you know, hold up there as, you know, in high regard as a, as a singer-songwriter or <clears throat> an engineer or producer or whatever it might be. And you, fall your, you find yourself falling into a trap at times where unknowingly, to your point, are emulating these people. And you really have to work maybe to get out of that a little bit and find your own voice. Maybe integrate that into your songwriting. But... I've felt, at least from my perspective, that those tend to influence me sometimes more than I want them to. I feel like, personally, like my writing's more random than that. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, basically anything that sounds like good to me, I'll go with. Even you know, like I don't, I don't really like know a lot of theory, so I, I, I can't, I don't like fall into specific like wheelhouses of that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't, I'm not like, oh, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to make this change and then go to that change. It's just kind of like I'm blindly following what sounds right, right or like what sounds like it should be. So you don't feel led by those uh, those things. Well, that I mean, you've everyone's heard. everyone's influenced by uh, you know what they what they listen to, um, but you know you you would kind of know if like you know what you were doing was. Uh, like too derivative or anything. Yeah, like we're not that. trying to reinvent when, the wheel. When, but you, I, find, yeah. you, know, when you find yourself singing in the vocal style of that person, that's when you know you're too far. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, When you're like writing like a song in Liverpool, and you, right. you start singing yeah. like you're they got like Bob Dylan right. or something. Like, God. I think it should hey. go like yeah, yeah, never mind. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> what do you know? Put the harmonica down. Yeah, there was like a period in the '60s where just pretty much every like rock song like you heard was like that's clearly trying to rip off Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's kind of why I put down the harmonica. I had a period there where I was trying the harmonica with the holster, and I was like, this is too Dylan. I was like, this is too Dylan. This is not me. See, were you, yeah, we wearing the glasses while you're doing that too. I'm yeah, I was gonna say you still got the glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm right. sure Dylan right. had this haircut as well yeah. <laughs> at some point. So Ben, Chris, Trevor, thanks, man. Appreciate Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Greg. It was fun. Yeah.